Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 12th October 2017 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. to sai spend the day with sai from 6 am to 9:30 pm on radio sai thursday live radio sai thursday live stay tuned sir dear listeners and welcome once again to vahini satsang I'm Team Radio Size Bishu, and as always, along with me is Sai Prakash. And today, as we begin to discuss the thirteenth chapter of Prema Vahini, Bhagwan graciously has sent to the studios Professor Venkatraman. In fact, there cannot be anyone better than him to dilate on what Bhagwan is saying in this chapter, because. he is talking about the progress man has made today in terms of his knowledge of what is happening around him and the advances in technology but this whole process unfortunately has not given man the much sought after and elusive element that every person craves for which is peace so where has man gone wrong where should he look for peace Well these are some of the aspects we will request professor venkatraman to discuss with us today in this last session of thursday live coming to you straight from the studios of radio sai Okay, warm welcome to you, sir, to Vahini Satsang, and it's really so heartening to have you in the studios because a few months ago, when I was in Malaysia, so many devotees there asked me, "When will sir resume the talks on Radio Sai?" And I told them how busy you are with the archives, how desperately the archives needs you, and how desperately the world needs the archives, and uh, it's really. um uh, gratitude to bhagwan that you could make time and come this is quite late in the evening but thank you so much for taking the trouble and coming to the studio sir thank you for inviting me so as we do nice things <laughs> i don't pay for it <laughs> and as we do uh, in every episode of this program so we will play now the first segment of uh, chapter 13 and then you could uh, share your reflections please lokamuna manavulu enniyo vidyalu chadiviri kada 
ఎన్నియో యంత్రములు సృష్టించిరి కదా ఎంతయో జ్ఞానాభివృద్ధి పొందిరి కదా అయినప్పటికీ కుదురవలసిన మనశ్శాంతి ఎందుకు కుదురదయ్యను ఏమిటి వింత నానాటికి నట్టేట కొట్టుకొని పోయి శాంతికి దూరంగా పోతున్నారే ఎందుకు ఈ విద్యలు మాయ విద్యలు ఈ యంత్రములు పొట్టకోటి యంత్రములు జ్ఞానము మిథ్యాజ్ఞానము ప్రపంచ రహస్యమును కనుగొనుటకు ఇది కాదు మార్గం ఏ రహస్యమును కనుగొనినా అన్ని రహస్యములు తెలియనో ఏ చిక్కు ఊడినా అన్ని చిక్కులు ఊడునో ఏ విద్య నేర్చినా అన్ని విద్యలను సిద్ధించునో అది ఒకటే ఉన్నది చెట్టును కొట్టదలిచిన వారు తల్లివేరు తెగవేయవలను కానీ ఆకులు తీసివేయనారంభించిన ఎంతకాలమని పోని అంతయూ తీసివేసినను ఏమి లాభం అట్టి మూలాధారమైనదేదో వేదఋషులు కనిపెట్టియే ఉన్నారు అట్టి వేదఋషులు మనవారైనను మనవారని చెప్పుకున్నట్టుకు కూడా ఈనాడు భారతీయులు సిగ్గుపడుతున్నారు Hasn't man invented many machines? Hasn't he progressed in such knowledge? In spite of all this, why hasn't man secured the expected mental peace? Isn't this a matter of surprise? Day by day, man is actually swept away from peace. Why? All this learning is delusory knowledge. All these machines will help only in securing livelihood this is false knowledge it will not help one understand the secrets of creation there is only one principle understanding that secret unravels all other secrets solving that puzzle solves all other puzzles learning that knowledge enables you to learn everything else If one wants to fell a tree instead of plucking its leaves out one has to remove its tap root even if you decide to pluck the leaves out how long can you do it it is all of no use similarly our sages and saints have identified for us the essence of all knowledge today bharatiyas feel it would demean their self esteem to associate themselves with such sages and saints even though they belong to us so that is what bhagwan is starting the chapter 13 with as i ruminate on it there are three points that actually come to my mind firstly swami is saying that man is in the pursuit of various forms of knowledge and all that is useful but only to a limited extent it helps man to earn his bread and so on but if one wants peace then one has to turn to the mother of all knowledge which is atma vidya and the second point which follows is material pursuits cannot give you spiritual reward and peace is a spiritual reward and finally swami says our sages and saints they had discovered where to look for to get the spiritual reward 
namely peace so sir if you can share whatever occurs to you from what bhagwan has written well uh, you put me in a spot <laughs> because i'm coming with about a short notice however the problems and questions you have raised are not new what is important is these problems have suddenly begun to accelerate and grow to alarming proportions now we have to set this in context so first thing i would say is who are we is a question some has raised in many of his discourses and for practical purposes i would say we are a composite of three entities the body which belongs to the gross world and top is the atma which belongs to that which is even beyond the ethereal and in between comes the mind which is which belongs to the subtle world now all the problems that you raised are problems that deal with humans and are problems which have been created by humans this if you keep in mind hmm. then many things will fall into place now over a period of time if you go go to early human history it was a question of survival and indian climate was far better than the very hostile climates in many other part of the world in europe for example uh, i am talking of several thousand years ago yes because of the cold correct uh, survival against physical problems yes dominated that thinking here it was different and as a result uh, people could think a little bit about other problems other matters yes and uh, they went through the early stage where they ascribed forces of nature to supernatural beings and then it slowly graduated through the vedic period to the vedantic period and so on so they began to realize that the thinking they had been doing up to then came out of the mind and the mind is now beginning to ask at times they didn't have all your cell phones and other whatsapp what's done why don't know to distract them thank god and uh, so and now i think thanks to the cell phone what's far i think god is far <laughs> okay so they began to ask <clears throat> where does it come from in a way in bhagavatam there is a story where the uh, locals are uh, you know doing some yagya or so on and krishna says why why are you doing this we are doing for varna or something who oh, is there anyone about varna and say you kid you shut up <laughs> what do you know mm-hmm. and uh, the govardhan story was there yes a story is there to show there is someone far beyond that was some sort of a hint and the vedic seers found that they could not contact that go to that level by mere thinking hmm 
like uh, satellite technology fiber optic technology and so on which allowed for communications everywhere so these are the glittering toys of the modern age and they successfully de- attracted or distracted everybody because there was the market force so there was a combination of all the gods of the marketplace <laughs> yes. and uh, the mind mind is very powerful the gita krishna says the power of the mind comes from me yes in animals there's no mind there's only brain but you're something different so if you get disconnected from the moral compass in today's world there is going to be a problem and what some is trying to tell you is how much are you going to spend how long are you going to spend time on these gadgets they are going to drown you even if you don't believe in god and all that there are these oscillations today you are rich tomorrow you are nowhere today you are sitting in a gadi tomorrow you are nobody i am marvelous experiencing that when i was here <laughs> so i could at least threaten you by way of being a boss <laughs> now you have avoided that fear you don't even come near <laughs> okay i am taking out on you guys <laughs> okay so what some is says this is a material world why are you applying your mind to it and getting distracted don't you have the strength to push that away and think about what what is there elsewhere one of the things that has happened this is sort of mentioned in the last part of the clip you played yes it's come to a stage where we have adopted the standards of the western world and are distancing ourselves from our ancient knowledge knowledge which our ancients gave to put it bluntly yes people are ashamed to talk about god they say i have no time for it and so i'm saying they are ashamed to even associate themselves with sages and saints <laughs> let alone sages and saints they, they were as a, they are not willing to say i am a devotee of sai baba <laughs> saints who knows saint we only read about them you call him avatar when convenient when the moment the, you cross the ganesha gate the avatar switches off the whatsapp switches off in fact now they do it in insight so what is it you are going to take with you it is not only that if you go for the higher knowledge the basis of higher knowledge is there is only one 
and everything is a manifestation of that. Of course, I can't say everything is one at the practical level. I can't go and put my finger in the electric plug and say, you and I are one. <laughs> okay. So you don't do things like that. So you need all these things in the world. If the, you must know if the roof leaks, what to do with it. If there is a fire, how to extinguish it. Nobody says you don't need. But there must be something which you aim at. In the Western world, the moment you abolish God, you become nothing. Death is what they call a full stop. And a life, how did it come? Nobody knows. We don't care. While we are here, we have a ball in joy. That takes away the soul of the person. Because even a noted uh, atheist like Richard Dawkins says, I have a soul. And my, I, I have to feed food to my soul. I must listen to Beethoven. I must uh, see, see Shakespeare dramas. No, the fellow who denies God says he has a soul when it's convenient. <laughs> so there is an aspect and that mm -hmm. aspect comes from the, the other side. Uh, from the Atmic nature that is inbuilt to it. And in the situation in which the world is, if we ignore the Atma, we are doing it at our own cost. So, and this country has been in the forefront. Yes. Do you want to desert your own traditions and wear the cloak of somebody else? Why don't you boldly recognize our greatness in this area and uh, try to follow it? I will later on when the discussion develops and you ask questions, yes. uh, try to say what Swami has said should be the destiny of this country. Hmm. Okay. Sir, um, <coughs> As we Sorry, I took a little long. Now I won't. Do <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it is wonderful. We want to yes. listen to you. Yes, absolutely. Just one question which comes up sure. is um, when Swami is talking about advances in knowledge and how people have grown and he says, but people have not attained peace of mind. Yes. So in a sense, what would you define peace of mind as? Like if someone were to attain peace of mind, mm -hmm. what would his, be his or her state? Like uh, how will it reflect in daily life? Okay. Right in front of me is this microphone. Right. Does it ever get disturbed? Unless mm. I go take a stone and break it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have a mind. Correct. But then you and I have a mind. So, can we retune that mind to some other wavelength as compared to the wavelength it is on? Okay. It is switched on to one radio station. I don't like this. I switch on to another station. I mean, like what that is broadcasting. I like that because my heart is in tune with that. And the mind follows the heart and it is at peace. I don't know whether you know it. There are uh, all types of rings Swami has given. But his standard products towards the end were <laughs> Navaratnas. Right. They were all followed. <laughs> <laughs> then for some he will give green diamond, uh, sapphire yeah. ring. ring. For some he will give diamond ring. Yes. I got a diamond ring. He explained. For those to who, I mean, I give green ring to those who are full of anger. They have to cut down their anger. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I give diamond rings to those uh, who should make their mind die. Die <laughs> mind. Wow. <laughs> so, this is the way. So, the point is, 
if you don't put brakes on the mind mm-hmm. it is like giving a, the keys of a ferrari a brand new red ferrari <laughs> to a teenager and make sure you take out the brakes from the ferrari then in saraswati he came he said that i found out to actually pay photos in the net mm-hmm. red ferrari <laughs> then then it's all broken in pieces <laughs> so that's what is happening mm-hmm. the mind is running away without any brakes it will accelerate and crash so what he is saying is did i create you for this purpose you are very special jantu nam narjanmam and if you follow the path i give you forget about peace and all that it's not some alternate remedy or what you call ayurveda instead of allopathy <laughs> you will come to me you and i are one mm. i cannot be without you and you cannot be without me so having put you here i want you to come back that is once you come back to me you will be in state of bliss the the peace in the sense we talk about will become irrelevant and correct. meaningless correct see this is the world of opposite opposite of peace is conflict opposite of joy is uh, what you call uh, pain uh, pleasure and pain uh, all sorts of this is the world of duality i have put you in the world of duality you better come out from here to there then what is peace you don't know what is peace mm. i don't know whether you know it uh, swami said it in a discourse one lady came to swami and said swami my husband died swami said chala santosham very <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean i tell you i tell you my husband died <laughs> you are saying chala santosham if i were there i would have made a mischievous remark <laughs> but instead of that swami i am always happy i am always in state of ananda i don't know how to be unhappy mm. swami has often said that krishna said similar things mm-hmm. so uh, that is, our destiny is to go back to god and all the other things are what you call procedures protocol do uh, take uh, by the uh, go to vodafone or airtel <laughs> there are different means of going there but coming back to me is the most important thing and once we forget that not only will we personally feel uh, Uh, a, a loss of peace and all that we can create a lot of problems in the world that is the most important thing i don't know whether yeah. you get the hint I, of I, uh, definitely sir mm. well, then it also raises the other question mm. if this sort of identification with our true self is is uh, vital and it is very important then when swami says that even indians are not able to associate not feeling like associating with the ancient and this ancient wisdom mm-hmm. why is it that uh, there has been this change what is fascinating us with the western culture if i may call it so see we call it western culture because it came from there right but actually long before western culture mm-hmm. there were distractions okay see distraction marketing distraction becomes an industry mm. that's it so there are two targets you target the body but you do it via the mind <laughs> because body i can't advertise to the body <laughs> i have to advertise to you and you tell the body look i want to drink but that uh, target is the body mm. this food is very good 
<laughs> it will reduce 50 pounds in 5 days. It's a lot of baloney. <laughs> By eating more food. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. They send you all things. You can eat ice cream without getting fat. Which guy believes But we have become so stupid, we buy that. Mm. So, the other thing is slightly higher. You entice the mind and make it do things that will give control of the mind, con uh, the control over people to the mind mm -hmm. in various ways. Okay. See, I buy property mm. and I feel I am great. Mm -hmm. I own you. You have to do what I say. Okay. Many people go to politics to serve, but other people go to say, yeah, I mean, there it's not a question of wealth. Even if you have a lot of money, the control I hold. Power, yes. yes. I can make you dance to my tunes. Mm -hmm. So that is more dangerous because one man can affect a lot. Uh, the classic example is Hitler. Correct. I mean, he controlled the destiny of so many people. Like, let us the Second World War in which 50 million people died. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, what is uh, dangerous. Rakshasam, that's what Rakshasam is. And they are very clever. Mm. So that is why you see in the Puranas, uh, Hiranyakashipu asks for a boon, mm -hmm. thinking very is very clever. <laughs> and he leaves at the vulnerable spot for Narayana to come and attack him. <laughs> Same with Ravana. Correct. So, the, uh, that is the fallacy. You are deluded by your own mind so that you get destroyed. In fact, as you are mentioning this, something very beautiful comes to mind. One of those days, I just happened to see a video of one of the Thrai sessions. Mm. And uh, Swami is explaining, I am not speaking to you all. I am speaking to your minds. <laughs> he says, I am not speaking to your bodies. Mm. And when I say, be steady, it's not your bodies I am looking at. Mm. Your body can be steady, but your mind can be roaming all over the place mm. in the marketplace. Mm. So, mm. when I am speaking, I am addressing the mind. Oh, Swami, my mind is busy tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I don't know what tweet is. <laughs> I heard it a lot. <laughs> Or Facebook, Sna <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it, Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> Snapchat, I heard all the words. <laughs> Everything is snapping away at man actually. <laughs> no, but what is happening is, we have not only got addicted, we have sort of become our supporters of the concept. I don't even say that it's bad. Mm. Yeah. See, supposing I become a drunkard. I now say, it's good man, it's good for you. Mm. That it has gone to that level. Correct. You don't know what you are missing. Mm. That is what is dangerous. Absolutely. I think we will move on to the next segment sir. Mm. If you permit. Purva Purushulu Bhagavat Sandarshanam Unupundi Anugraha Prabhavanto Tapas Samarthyamuto Adhyatmika Vidyanu కనిపెట్టి బోధించిరి ఇట్టి విద్యలను ఇతర దేశస్తులైన ఎంతో మంది తత్వవేత్తలు శోధించి ఈ రీతిగా వ్రాసిరి అయి కామస్మిక సాధన సంపత్తిలో హిందూ దేశం ఇతరులకు మార్గదర్శిగా ఉన్నది సూచితిరా పై విషయము దీపము ఇల్లంతా వ్యాపించి ప్రకాశించుచున్నది దీపస్తంభం క్రిందనే ఉండు భారతీయులకు క్రీడ ప్రార్థమైన ముందు తాత ముత్తాతలు స్నాన సంధ్యాదులు నడుచుకొని పవిత్రంగా కూర్చుని ఉపనిషత్తులు వేదాలు పఠించడి వాడుక కలవారు అది ఏగాక వాటిని వ్రాసిన ఎడల కూడా పుణ్యమనియు 
వాటిని జ్ఞప్తి అందించుకునేటివారు తమ తరువాత వారు వాటిని దేవతార్చనకు పీఠముపై నుంచి పూజించినారని వినియోగిందరు అట్టి పవిత్ర గ్రంథాలను ఇప్పటి మనవారు కొందరు గమనించక ఎలుకలు కొట్టి బూజు పట్టిన అట్టి తుక్కులే మన దిక్కని తరంసక పారవేయిచున్నారు the sages of yore having had the vision of the divine by securing his grace and bolstered by the strength of their penance unraveled the knowledge of the spirit and then shared this wisdom many seekers from overseas who have inquired into this wisdom have this to say quote for all the nations the hindu nation shows the path for the pursuit of wealth whether for this world or the other unquote did you notice this statement the lamp is shedding light in the entire house however is it the destiny of bharatiyas to be in the shadow under the lamp post earlier our forefathers after offering ritualistic prayers in the morning would take to the study of the vedas and upanishads in a pure environment besides this they used to memorize these and pen them down thinking of it as a meritorious act you might have heard how the succeeding generations placed these texts on the altar and offered worship unfortunately some people in today's times without realizing the preciousness of these texts don't care even if these are destroyed into bits and pieces by rats or cobwebs and recklessly dispose them so i think it's just continues from where we left off in the first segment mm-hmm. and uh, bhagwan is uh, saying how bharat has been the treasure trove of this knowledge of the spirit and how the current generation unfortunately is not only paying little attention to it but in ignorance is actually disregarding it isn't it sir yeah that is all right that's only an observation yeah. that is your point yeah <laughs> so i think when i when i think about the sages and saints uh, of your and uh, the knowledge uh, of gained in the current times one thing that comes to my mind is which is also sort of um, reflected in the first segment the scientists of today spend a lot of uh, time energy building this huge laboratory so you have billions of dollars spent and you have a fantastic spectacular uh, experiments done uh, in this huge uh, scientific uh, laboratories but our sages and saints they spent billions of hours just going within and they were able to get those secrets i mean it is experimentation versus intuition they were able to get all those um, that it's knowledge not, it, it is not intuition it is communion with the divine no anyway whatever what's your point yeah so 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 here what bhagwan one thing that uh, occurs to me is bhagwan is saying here how today man is uh, seeking this knowledge outside but all this knowledge was there without sages and saints 
and the current generation has no clue about that and that's why they disregard that okay you have any point on that because i want to give a comprehensive answer to this yes sir um taking uh, you know the hint from what you had said previously mm. uh, you had mentioned that um in india things were more settled down in terms of lifestyle and in terms of problems no, basically the weather was weather and uh, so that was more conducive for introspection mm -hmm. and it was more conducive for people to go within and spend time on um contemplation and uh, that's how they were able to gain this uh, secret knowledge but um, no, the, the, the thing is yes they did not occupy their time with trivialities absolutely the, the tribals remained as tribals hmm. here they asked questions there was a thirst for knowledge hmm. and they came up to a point then they uh, they came to a bottleneck Mm. So we have given portfolios to all ministers. Indra, you do this. Chandra, you do this. You, you do this. Know that. Mm -hmm. Now where is the boss? Mm -hmm. Is there a boss? Mm -hmm. If so, what is his nature? That is where they broke the barrier. And then there is said there is something beyond all this from which we came, but we don't know what it is. Uh, there is also another point. And they sir. said we will experience it. Yes, go uh, ahead. Uh, just. Uh, to interrupt um i thought there was also this uh, very important element of division of labor in a sense in society because unless the pursuit of excellence is given importance in in a society and it's regarded in high regard otherwise there's they won't have support like for example is the brahmins and the sages were meant to contemplate and worship and find the secret uh you know spiritual truths they should be supported by somebody so else that uh, is a point but yes. i can deal with that without bringing in humans and uh, okay. excellence and all that okay first of all th there is a lot of what you call war against science mm -hmm. now if you really believe we should do like the ancients First thing is we have to wind up radio side. <laughs> okay. No, that's true. Correct. I mean, mm, yes. I, you know, I don't want uh, what you call uh, Hyde Park comments. Correct. This is a different age, and we have to live somewhat differently. Even Gandhi after a lot. No, I think of, we are not. We are not. No, wait a minute. Uh, let us not get into that argument. Yeah. We have come this far, and yes. let us not trash science. Without science, you would not have Absolutely. cancer, right? Drugs and all that. Yes, correct. The, no, the, it's, it's, it's only a thing of appreciating what was there in the past. There is no way. You, the times have changed. You cannot do this. But there are ways of what I call drawing attention to this. Yes. And I will illustrate it by considering a very frightening issue. Mm -hmm. which is in fact right now exercising the minds of many people the confrontation between the united states and north korea hmm. with yes. the possibility of a nuclear war <laughs> i have looked through the cuban crisis missile crisis in 1963 when it was a very different kind of crisis there was america at one end on one side and ussr on the other side they had missiles with hydrogen bombs these people had you go and read about the cuban missile crisis in fact i used to see the newspapers every morning it was frightening in going to that luckily the war was averted 
because the world would have been destroyed. Okay, I will have more to say this. because what was the reason for the crisis? Mm -hmm. It goes to the subject of fear. Yes. We'll come to that. In 1968, when Swami went to Bombay, he was invited to the Bharatiya Vidya Bhavan, which is in Chaupati. K.M. Munshi was the Kulapati, the Chancellor or something. They used to bring a Bhavan's journal. journal yes. I have seen that in the old days. And uh, Swami was asked to give a talk. And they had what you call various scholars and all that. So there is a Q&A session. And uh, somebody asked a question. Swami, what should India's policy be? Should it go nuclear or not? Mm -hmm. Because the Chinese were there. They had already got the hydrogen bomb and so on and so forth. And there was America. Here was India talking of Panchashil and yes. stuff like that. That looked like irrelevant nonsense. Mm. Okay? That's a valid point. What mm. do you do? I mean, to fight the Mahabharata war, Arjuna went to Shiva and got off on the... <laughs> yes, Pashpatastra <laughs> and everything. That, uh, uh, <laughs> there was no Amazon, otherwise he would have got it. <laughs> okay, he had to personally go and bring it. <laughs> okay. So, these things are a fact of life. And the Swami did not answer that question directly. This is one of the most... Uh, important statements by Swami that are stuck in my mind for the simple reason it is a direct reference to nuclear weapons. Mm. And I have lived in that world because of my past. Not that I had anything to do with weapons but uh, nuclear energy could be used for peace via reactors and for bomb. Yes. And this was a genuine matter for India in terms of survival. And Swami said among the Pandavas, Pima was a tough guy. Hmm. He could beat up anybody with yes. <laughs> bare hands and tear him apart. Arjuna was intelligent and he was a very skilled warrior, archer and all. But both of them bowed to Yudhishthira, yes. Dharmaputra. Dharmaputra was not good in anything except gambling. <laughs> okay. And that too poor. <laughs> poor gambler. But uh, luckily Swami did not say that. I hope you will forgive me for saying that. No, I admire the Yudhishthira quite a lot, especially when it comes to Mahabharata, Yaksha Pariksha yes. and all that. But what he said was, he had the moral authority of Dharma. Mm. So, Power bowed down to him. Mm -hmm. Skill bowed down to him. And then comes the punchline. In the Comity of Nations, uh, Bhima is Russia, brute mm. force. Yes. Arjuna is America. <laughs> India should be the moral leader of the world and they will bow to India. In a way, some later events bear testimony to this. Now, that was 1968. The Cold War kept on becoming a tense tension. And there was what you call an even balance where nuclear weapons were concerned between America and Russia. Not many people know that in 1983 or so, when Ronald Reagan, after blasting Russia and all that, finally met Gorbachev and they made a, what they called a, 
स्ट्रेटेजिक आर्म्स लिमिटेशन ट्रीटी टेस्ट बैन डिक्रीसिंग द ब्रॉडर न्यूक्लियर वेपन्स इन्वेंट्री फ्रॉम अबाउट थर्टी थाउजेंड न्यूक्लियर वेपन्स ऑन ईच साइड टू थ्री थाउजेंड समथिंग लाइक दैट नो इट इज नॉट थ्री थाउजेंड या नो इट वॉज अबाउट थ्री थाउजेंड and even 3000 is too much because the smallest hydrogen bomb was 50 times the power of hiroshima oh my, oh my god goodness <laughs> okay mm. and then after some more recent things it has come to 1500 now they were balanced both sides were afraid of the other so fear mm. the fear comes in the mind when you become afraid you do things to protect yourself so if you don't want the weapons what is the obvious thing try to get rid of fear and fdr franklin delano roosevelt who was the president of america after that the great depression really brought of america very to a very high prosperous level and who died in 1945 I remember I was in Karachi. Uh, the news was he died of cerebral thrombosis. I didn't know what it was. But they explained blood vessel burst in the brain, mm-hmm. and uh, they. He said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful statement! Mm-hmm. But nobody yes. knows how to get rid of fear. So to get rid of fear, fear you must go beyond the mind. and uh, now we are unnecessarily trying to die of fear about the nuclear war all sorts of things are being said right now yes but now india has also got such weapons for its own rational reasons and there is a big dilemma some years ago when rajiv gandhi was the prime minister he every prime minister goes to the united nations every year there is a general assembly he made a speech he said we are coming here and pledging that we will give up all nuclear weapons mm-hmm. provided all the others do it mm. <laughs> then there are what is called the permanent members of the security council us now ussr now russia england france and china so they said we will keep our nuclear weapons you give up <laughs> so it's one rule for me and another rule father says to son see i've got all the bad habits but you be a saint <laughs> 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 it's not good for you i mean who will accept that so we have come to this kind of a ridiculous situation where we have become slave to some kind of a fear or the other some people are afraid of death some people have got all this property will i lose it tomorrow mm. i have started this uh, venture will uh, somebody else invent something else and i go out so this happening this is what they call creative destruction <laughs> somebody and it happens in technology all the time so why do we have to have too much of this for example there is one moral issue right now which i will mention and so that you can take to the next point till now we were afraid somebody else will take my job mm-hmm. now machines have come to a stage thanks to ai 
they may take our jobs and we will feel without a soul car says i will drive myself mm. so the this question was raised by gandhi ji himself when it comes to a stage where machines rob man of his purpose in life then i am against machines first he was against all machines then he realized he cannot uh, address the public without a loud speaker so he made <laughs> he could not travel with on train so here but he said thus far and no further mm. so do we pay attention to that everybody says uh, you buy this by this technology will solve problems i see all that technology doesn't solve problems as somebody said mind is very good at doing things which does not involve uh, itself problem from outside mind will clear it handle very well smallpox man said abolish smallpox mind did it hmm. moon man said oh mind give me a way of going to the moon it did it. Hmm. man says mind i am angry you find a way of getting rid of anger <laughs> so he says you drink you will lose it then after a while you said i don't have any drinks like modi government has banned <laughs> prohibition and all so i'm sorry i should not talk about politics but we have had prohibition from very early days this is nothing new so why don't we just pause and ask ourselves what is it that we want why do we want more of everything in the old days the shirts were so good they elder brother or sister would <laughs> give it to the younger people the young fellow will never get a new dress <laughs> <laughs> so that was the trouble with them now these things don't last long so there is this new entire culture so have we not gone far enough to say enough is enough what do we do with my life and time do we have time for that no yeah, yeah. Hmm. i'm not talking about <laughs> <laughs> do we have you time to watch about such things mm. Mm. everybody is busy uh, trying to talk to others to arrange the next meeting <laughs> you go from one meeting to another so this line is busy that line is busy. nobody picks up the phone at, at least in my case maybe they have deleted me from all their <laughs> but why we don't have time even to chant one gayatri once in a day gayatri what is it i forgot and can you tell me man <laughs> okay i put it in my cell phone philos gives speeches from cell phone i am sorry <laughs> i have never seen that before that is invention is this what you have to invent mm-hmm. now i would like people to say at the end of it all what at the end of it all what that is soul what am i here for and today i was hearing some is not today yesterday the story of kuchela and krishna he says what is beautiful is god comes to the devotee yes that is very rare that is exceptional god says i will come to you mm-hmm. and there is a maharashtrian story janabai and all she was asked to grind corn whole night she was singing bhajan krishna comes and says move I'll grant corn you sing for me. I mean these may be stories but there is the resonance of us it's something far beyond us that transcends the senses. <clears throat> If you take that away man thinks he can abolish god by writing some articles and nasty articles <laughs> or <laughs> blogs or whatever it is <laughs> then 
What are you left with? Is that all there is to it? Maybe there are a few minutes somebody wants to say something. <laughs> no, that is what I want to say. This purpose of, you know, other knowledge and all that. What you see is worldly knowledge. It is led to, on account of fear, something which is deadly. Actually, I don't need nuclear weapons. I can do it with biological weapons. But one man said, the greatest weapon of mass destruction is poverty. Hmm. If you have 100 million people poor, that is a very dangerous bomb. And in India, one third of the world's poor live in India. If you take the whole of the world, China to South America, Africa thrown in, one third of all the poor people live in India. And this is the land that gave the Bhagavad Gita, etc., etc. Should that happen here? Why is there so much inequality? Who is going to think about it? I don't think about it till I lose everything. Then I say, where is this? this, this? Hmm. Those are things. So, this is the way of making that uh, the other knowledge relevant to today's society. Correct. There is no avatar who has built hospitals. There is no author who has done drinking water projects. They are needed in this Kali Yuga. So Swami said, I'll be born in a poor family. I will not have education because I don't need that education to be compassionate. It's not there in any syllabus. <laughs> okay? Right. And he did it. We don't talk about it that way. Swami came, he did water projects. Swami said, this nothing of the sort. He said, by willpower, I'll make this place a much better place. In fact, in that 1965 discourse, he says, no, birthday, 65th birthday, not 1965, 1990. People said, Swami, you can't build it here, it's nobody. He says, unless I build it in a village, poor people will not get anything. If they go to the towns, they don't even give them color water. water. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what he said. And today, thanks to that, you have dentists outside, ortho, massage wallas there, orthopedics are there, all sorts of fellows yes. are there. So, this is the way it grows. Wow. In fact, uh, as you're talking about the hospital, I just remembered some time back I was talking to Mr. Jayant Bose, who is the son of Brigadier Bose, uh, who was involved in the construction of the hospital. And uh, so he was saying that uh, after he took over, uh, when he looked at all the um, uh, drawings and all the stipulations that Swami had placed for building the hospital, he went to Swami and said, Swami, uh, the floor, the flooring of the hospital, it need not be, you know, that granite stone and all that. That we can make it, you know, normal. We need not spend so much. And uh, anyway, the people who are going to come will be of weaker sections of society. So, why don't we save costs on that? And Swami said, I want that every person who comes to the hospital, especially people of weaker sections, they should feel that they are stepping into a palace. They have to get that experience. What is more important is, at the time, <coughs> he had bodily problems. He was said, some he will take you here and there. said, I am going to my hospital. If it is good for that fellow, it is good for me. Mm. That was a conscious, deliberate suggestion because lot of efforts were made to take him by air ambulance to play sex and all that. He said no. And so there was a principle, integrity, concern for others. 
that is what our culture is known for that is gone now that's what i'm trying to say yes so the, we can't talk about rishis what yes. is the essence of what rishi said how does it operate on today's world that is my point otherwise yes. we have no business yes as you always talk about bringing together knowledge and compassion <laughs> that is what is the essence you see the the point is as vaiskov whom you are quoting said compassion without knowledge is ineffective if a farmer is compassionate what can he do he can give water to two people or something like that but knowledge without compassion is inhuman yes knowledge without compassion can lead to all kinds of exploitation so that bishop said poverty is enough to kill you you don't need bombs okay yes. so how many people realize that what swami said was you need both compassion comes from the heart knowledge comes from the mind let them join together i mean this is like a zip you can't have a one sided zip whether it's the left zip or the right zip you need both just as you cannot have a dna without two strands yes. okay temporarily you can take it out bring in messenger rna and all that at the end of the day you need a dna <laughs> they must mesh here correct huh? will you buy a zip code <laughs> with only one, one side, side. <laughs> that's a beautiful example mm. no that's it mm. so he said secular and all this business is a line you are drawing yes if you go fly in as a spacecraft you don't see any boundaries yes. you don't see any boundary between uh, canada and uh, united states somewhere there are rivers so they make a mm. boundary mm. where there are rivers so this side of the river is one country those are natural boundaries if rivers change the course then <laughs> the, those problems are right. Mm. So, the birds don't have any boundaries, snakes don't have any boundaries, rats don't have any boundaries. So, it is we who draw a boundary. Sometimes it is necessary for practical purposes. But at a certain level, you and I are one. Yes. And if I change my life to that angle, first thing I will do is stop complaining about others. Don't talk about what that fellow is about. why don't you bother about what you can do those are important questions wonderful thank you so much sir i think we have uh, now discussed the first two segments of uh, chapter 13 and i um, request if you can join us in the subsequent sex, uh, segments as we discuss the chapter 13 I, it would be really uh, a blessing to have you for the supreme wine satsang there was a famous politician who was very silent he never said anything if you went to him with anything you will say parkalam that means let us see <laughs> yeah let, let us pray and see what the one has no in difficulty store. at this yes. time oh wonderful sir uh, except that uh, right now i am going through lot of work related Yes. pressure uh, the tensions yes and the other thing has to be done work done and uh, once that is over i am eagerly looking forward to birthday not <laughs> because it's swami's birthday because i have been promised moksha on that day <laughs> <laughs> you love more time for radio sir that's what i think <laughs> wonderful sir okay thank you thank so you much thank you very much sir thank you sir So dear listeners, uh, with that, it's time to wind up today. If you were listening to our programs, you might have heard uh, new signature tunes that we had for all the segments of Thursday Live. So we are uh, in the process of giving a complete musical makeover to Radio Sai. So please do send us your feedback about what you feel about 
what you heard today is it fresh is it interesting would you like something different because we are going to continuously work on it uh, in the next few weeks so that by birthday we have a uh, um, radio size sounding very different very fresh that would be our offering to bhagwan apart from something else also which is planned which will reveal to you in the weeks to come so thank you so much for being with us and as always you can write to us our email is listener at radiosai.org let us keep our focus on him so that we feel him in every pore of our being and he guides us in our every thought word and deed thank you so much saira you were listening to an episode of our program wahini satsang this episode was first aired on the 12th october 2017 as part of thursday live from prashantinilam on asia stream of radio sai global harmony This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Thank you and Sai Ram.